This is Sports Cutting Edge for ASTN, the Australian Sports Technologies Network. Here's your host, Lockie Wills. I'm wrapped to welcome to the show now Peter Gray from NTT. He is the Senior Vice President. How about this for a job title? Senior Vice President of New Ventures and Innovation. He's also the global sports tech boss. He's an engineer originally from Monash University. He spent 11 years at a company called Oakton, which is now NTT. Then went to BP, British Petroleum, now Reliance Petroleum, for a few years. And then back to NTT via Oakton. So across the last two decades, has spent the majority of that time with NTT, one of the great worldwide fixtures, and watching them grow from an Aussie business, Oakton, into this global phenomenon has been sensational. NTT are a leading global technology services company. Peter Gray, great to have you on the show. Thanks for your time. Yeah, great to see you. Great, great to chat. Mate, now, I know in preparation for this, uh, I've got a few photos of yourself and the team, and there's one in particular where you are all, now, of course, you are the provider for the Tour de France. Um, you and the team there, standing in the middle of the uh, the track, and you've got all the colours, all the lights, and the five of you there from your team at NTT all just look so happy, so enamoured with what you're doing. And, you know, they say a picture says a thousand words. You can just see the camaraderie of the team, the team spirit. Um, Pete, tell us what it's like working for NTT. From that photo alone, it just, as I say, picture tells a thousand words. It looks like you are a team that has a lot of fun executing what you love to do. Yeah, look, we're, we're pretty fortunate. I mean, you know, when you find a good group of people to be working with, whether you know, whatever profession it is, uh, and you, you hang on to that because um, you know, whether it's in sports or business, you know, great teams, you know, make things fun and 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 get better results. So, uh, so yeah, I've been pretty fortunate. You know, with this with, with this, we've had a team. You know, the core of the team has now been working together for this is our ninth year, um, and you know, it's it's like family because because that team that you see on 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 the photo and and you know that's that's only a small subset because then there's there's a lot of team a lot of people behind the scenes who are who are making that stuff happen. But um, but but. You know, we're a team who are travelling on the road with each other day in, day out, um, and and so it is. It, it, it's like family. We've all seen each other's you know good days, bad days, and uh, yeah. you know, and, and and been through you know been been through um, you know some some challenges and and and, and some some great fun times as well. So yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it, it's much more than just a job. That's for sure. And, and, yeah, as I say, it comes across. And, and um, I mean, obviously the fact that you guys as a team have been so successful globally, well, I mean, it speaks volumes. The runs are on the board. Um, and, I mean, knowledge is power. And I know NTT use technology to be able to garner knowledge and then help businesses, organisations, leagues, competitions, etc., make the best decisions. Um, can you give the listeners a bit of a Reader's Digest version about how you go about it as a company? What do you do? Yes. So, so I... You know, NTT actually, it's it's actually almost hard to put your arms around everything that NTT does. And it's you know, it's right. it's a hundred plus year old Japanese company, um, and you know, and, and you know, everything from fiber optic cable under the sea, data centers around the world, to consultants working with some of the world's largest businesses, 
um, mm-hmm. you know, NTT's there. So it's, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing organisation in terms of the diversity of, you know, what we're doing, you know, really in that in that technology space. But but at the heart of it, it's it's about, you know, understanding what are the, what are the problems, what are the opportunities, what are the, the, the challenges that technology can help our customers solve. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, we, we're talking about the Tour de France. You know, the challenge for the Tour de France when we when we started, you know, was that um, they had a brilliant TV product, um, and we've all we've all watched the TV coverage, and it's it's sensational. And whether you like cycling or not, people watch the Tour de France because it, it just looks so good. Um, and and then, yeah, so great TV product, but 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 the world, you know, moved digital, and when we started in 2015, it was right in the middle of you know, moving digital uh, and, and for sports, you know, trying to move from a purely broadcast product to, you know, this hybrid of, of broadcast and digital and, and what does that world look like? And so that was really the the problem space. How do, how do we build out that digital capability and, and engage that type of audience? And so starting there, then thinking through, well, what does that look like? What, what sort of services do we want to be able to provide? And then what are the technologies that we put in place to, to do that? Yeah. And I mean, as you say, NTT, huge global company, great rich history. I mean, the fourth largest telco in the world. So bloody massive um, out of Japan. And and so in terms of this Tour de France thing, you know, like Tour de France is one of the iconic sporting events. Mm. It's so celebrated across the globe. How do you get the job, Pete? I mean, you're running the sports tech. Oh, that's a huge gig. I mean, it's a great. You're a great Aussie success story. Engineer at a Monash University, and now you're doing the Tour de France. I mean, it's you should be so proud of yourself, obviously. But like, how did you create that connection, and how did you get the big gig? Yeah, I've got to pinch myself at at, at times because you know, if I go back a few years, you know. Even going to the Tour de France was on my bucket list, uh, yeah. and, um, and and you know I would spend you know most of July you know up at two a.m. listening to Phil Liggett <laughs> on SBS yeah. and, and and all that kind of stuff and and, and loving every every minute of it. Um, but um, but no, really, really, an opportunity came around in um, two thousand and fifteen. The business I'd been working with, Oakton, was acquired by Dimension Data. It was at that time. Um, and uh, and um, the, the our our chairman was having some initial conversations with the Tour de France about potentially working together, um, and uh, and you know they were looking for uh, solutions around data and analytics, and and that's that's my world. That's that's what I've been doing for 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 twenty plus years, and and leading uh, our data and analytics business here in Australia, uh, and so. It, it kind of uh, it kind of filtered through and through to our, our local CEO uh, Neil Wilson and and Neil's um, you know sort of went well this is all about data and anal- analytics Pete runs our our, our business there and he's, he's mad keen on cycling and knows everything there is to know about the Tour de France so uh, yeah Pete you've got to, I've got to get you in this call and and yeah. and you know we sort of talked about what they were looking to do and Neil sort of goes you know do you think we can we can do this and, and it was kind of like. Well, nobody's ever actually done exactly what we're talking about, but yeah, we, we we've got all the building blocks. Yeah, we can we can do this, and and you know we we ended up on a call, and the end of with with, with our global chairman. By the end of the call, you know he was asking us to be in a in a meeting in London the following week. So Neil and I flew over to London, and then uh, there was you know the very first meeting with 
face-to-face meeting in London with the with the Tour de France team. And by the end of that that conversation, you know, we shared with them, you know, just a, a one-page sketch of an architecture that we'd drawn up on the plane. And um, uh, and from from there, it was, yep, this this can work. And um, and, and you know, have been fortunate enough to then have the opportunity to lead it from from from, from that point in. And uh, and yep. Uh, work work on on making it uh, making it a success, and I think you know we've we've now you know say this will be our ninth year that we're working um, at, at the Tour de France, and you look back and you go, well, actually we've done a hell of a lot in uh, in that time. Yeah. It's it, it's pretty cool. Well, tell us about that trip to London. I mean, it's a bit like you know the footballer running down the race on Grand Final day to get out there on the Coliseum and go and compete in a Grand Final. NRL, AFL, whatever the sport might be. What was going to that London meeting like? You're on a plane, you're there with your boss because the big, big boss has told you, hey, get to London. You're about to meet with the Tour de France. You're someone who loves cycling. This is the biggest day of your career to try and you know clinch that contract. What was that like and how did you do it? Look, at, at the end of the day, I think there were a couple of, couple of things I'm, you know, I, I'd had 20 years experience in this stuff. And so, so I, I kind of knew technically, you know, I, I knew I knew my stuff, and and yeah. and probably more than anybody else. Well, certainly more than anyone else in in, in the room, and, <laughs> and 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 was able to make you know the connection with with their CIO, um, and and we were on the same page. So 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 that 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 was that was important. And then the other thing was in in that room, I was also there was probably you know two of it, two of us on the on on the dimension data side who who were really new cycling inside out and so so i could talk the language and so you could see the aso go team go ah this guy he understands our world he understands the sport he understands what we're talking about he understands you know the the sort of information that's going to be important to fans because i was a fan um and i knew what i wanted and so so you know because i I was probably fortunate enough to have that combination of the technical skills as well as understand the sport um and, and and the domain um, it, it positioned me really, uh, really well uh, in that uh, in in that particular particular moment. Yeah, that's I, I, brilliant. Another comment I will make is I, I think Australians actually are pretty well suited in those types of environments. Um, Interesting. You know, people around the world like Australians. Um, <laughs> you know, this, this has been my, my my experience, and and so when you come into a meeting where you've got people coming from different different cult- countries and different different backgrounds. Um, you know, Australia. You know, we've got a pretty good reputation around the world, and so um, uh, I think there's a bit of an advantage in being an Australian sometimes too. That's great. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. You're the right man for the job. There's no question about that. Um, and what were the key things they were looking for at that? I mean, it'd be interesting to sort of chart the progress from what you were doing there uh, in 2015 compared to now coming up to 23 event. Um, yeah, what what were they initially? What were their problems? What sort of yep. solutions were you offering? So, so the number one thing was, you know, you know, that the, you know, they needed to be able to move from a TV broadcast product to really move into the digital world and to engage younger audiences with new digital offerings and, and, and products. And you know, at the time, if you looked at the sport of cycling, um, you know, fantastic images, but really limited information about the race. So you, you kind of had a TV motorbike sitting at the front of the race and, and one, one at the front of the peloton and, and you know, 
and, and time gaps and information like that was captured quite manually and and manually updated into TV graphics. So it wasn't real time. You only had some information about some writers. Um, and, 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 you know, I sort of labelled it as I, I had more information from Strava about my mate's ride down on Beach Road <laughs> than I had about Chris Froome's ride winning the Tour de France. And that, that, that's, yeah. that's the reality. Um, and in contrast, you had, you know, Formula One were introducing, you know, live telemetry and all this kind of stuff in, in, in the apps. And, and, and so it was kind of like, well, how do we bring that kind of experience to the Tour de France and, and, and you know, then be able to create new digital products for fans around that and to enhance the, the, the TV broadcast. So, so step one was putting trackers onto, the, onto each bike you know, the, uh, the, the Tour de France. So, so number one, you know, cause, cause they didn't even know necessarily where all of the, the, the riders were, you know, we couldn't get live time gaps. We, you know, we didn't, the only measurement of speed was when the television cameraman, you know, sort of pointed his camera at the speedo on a, on a TV motorbike. Um, yeah. And, you know, yeah. so, so, you know, going, well, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty old school. That's, that, that's, yeah. that doesn't, that doesn't cut it in a, in a real time digital world. Um, so, so the start was really putting, getting that live tracking on each of the, uh, each of the riders, which, you know, mm. sounds easier than it, than it actually is when you're talking about doing that in the remote area, you know, remote countryside in France or, you know, up, yeah. up, up Mont Ventoux or, or, or wherever, where there's no there's there's no mobile coverage or any of that kind of stuff, and so yeah. and then uh, and then starting to create um, you know digital products, things like you know over the years we've we've built out things like Race Center, so you can go there, you can see you know everything that's going on the race, you can choose your favourite riders, you can see you know, at that moment what gradient are they going up, what what's the wind conditions where they're riding, which group are they in, which other riders are they with. Um, you know what? Uh, what's what, what's their current speed? All that, all those sort of you know key key metrics. You know down to each rider, but then you know providing the overview of, of everything that's going on in the in the race. So yeah, that that's that, that's number one. You know, get some good information so you can actually create new products. Mm. And and has there been quite a an eagerness from the cyclists and from the teams themselves to get into it? Because obviously that extra data on top of what they were collecting themselves could be a competitive advantage, can give them a greater assessment of the field, et cetera? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, the teams can, you know, use this. Interestingly, the teams have exactly the same data um, from, from, from us as, as, as the public do. So I can sit here in Melbourne and, and see exactly the same as, as, as what, the, what, what the teams are, um, are able to see. Obviously, they're capturing more detailed information for their riders yeah. Um, but but in terms of getting the overall picture of what's happening in the race, um, you know, really we're providing that uh, that that overall um, that overall view, and it's you know that that allows them to do things like you know understand the composition of different groups. So so you know there are three riders out front. Who are they? Um, but then you know when the race splits apart in the mountains, um, yeah. because you know we get to measure this stuff. So you know we've seen. You know, 40 different groups spread over a mountain, you know, um, across, you know, 20 kilometres between the first rider and the last rider who's just struggling to make the time cutoff. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we get to see the guy who's trying to make the time cutoff. 
Um, and you know, one one of the really interesting thing, you know, you know, scenarios. I'm, we were also involved in one of the teams for a number of uh, of years um, in TT Pro Cycling and and um, mm. team uh, team Quebecer. And, and and Doug Ryder, who runs that team, would 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 come in and, and he'd be wanting to know. Um, you know, um, yeah, you know, we had Mark Cavendish, you know, one of the best sprinters in in all of history, riding with us yeah. with, with our team. But but you know, Mark's not. You know, climbing is not his 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 strong suit. He would be just trying to get through the mountains so that he could yeah. make the flat sprint stages and, and win those. And so you'd be monitoring where's where's Mark? Uh, you know, how's he going versus the time cut? Does he need to really put a big effort in to get over this last climb as quickly as possible, or can he just back it off and save the energy for 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 tomorrow? Um, and so you know, they could the, the ability to actually see that and then you know manage and communicate the the effort that the, the guys need to make you know you know create some new strategic opportunities for the teams god gotcha. yeah and and from your point of view getting an insight into all that well, you know it, uh, it, exactly and the, the, the interestingly the fans are as interested in what's going on at the front and sometimes as, as what's going on at, at the back you know if you're an australian fan and you're watching caleb ewan and you're going you know is, is caleb going to make the time cut today um, mm. you know, and, um, you know, because, because we all want to see him win on the Champs-Élysées, you know, at the end of the, of the tour, you know, so, so, you know, it's that kind of information, which, which before, well, you know, before we put this in place, nobody had any idea, um, you know, so, so yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's great to sort of be part of, you know, seeing the sport, um, evolve and, and, you know, being able to create, you know, new experiences for the, for the fans who are sitting at you know back in Australia and watching, totally. And and what about from a logistical point of view? Can you give us an insight as you as you gear up for this year's running of the tour? Like, how many bodies do you have on the ground to be doing these things? How many are back at HQ? How how do you run it? Are you running it from Melbourne? Are you running it from London? How do you yeah. Paris? How do you do it? Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, I'm the the tour. You know, yes, the Tour de France is is a bike race. But, but it's as much a it's it's a logistics exercise. Yeah. Uh, you know, ASO who run the Tour de France, that you, know, you could almost describe them as a logistics organisation. It, yeah. it, it is amazing because it it's an event that you know that picks up and shifts every single day. Uh, mm. So it's not like you know they roll in and two weeks build up and you know if you come down to Albert Park ahead of the Formula One, you know, two months ahead, you know, it's all being built up. No. The, the Tour de France, if you turn up at 5.30 in the morning, there's, there's nothing, you know. Yeah. Then by the time the race has started, you know, the, 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 the place has transformed. And then the minute that the last rider goes across the line, there are guys starting to pack up and, and it yeah. all gets transported overnight and the, all the, the, the truck drivers and stuff, you know, work, work you know, no, insane. They, they, they work overnight, drive overnight yeah. and, and then do it all again. Um, so, so. The tour itself is this this, this amazing logistical um, uh, exercise. You know, uh, we've um, you know the the zone technique, which is where all of the TV broadcast and data and digital, you know, all all happens. You've got broadcasters from from all around the world there, you know, with 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 all of their setups, and so you, you you've got you know 50, 60, you know. Uh, broadcast trucks, you know, dotted, you know, in, in this in this broadcast zone. So amazing, amazing sort of infrastructure. But in terms of our team, we really run a combination of we've got a small team of us on the ground, and, and, okay. and yeah, you know, I'm 
kind of fortunate enough, I, I lead that team um, on, on the ground. Um, and, and you know, so we focus on, you know, then working with all of the different groups, who, you know, the TV teams and, and, and all that kind of stuff um, there. And then we've got, a, we've got a, a team from around the world who are supporting um, all of the technology platforms, you know, behind the scenes. So team in South Africa, we've got people here in Australia, um, you know, working at, at, at uh, crazy hours of, uh, of the morning in the UK. Uh, we've got, you know, people working in ASO's Paris office. And, you know, basically I am on the ground, but then I've also got, you know, with, from, from within our truck, you know, I'll be sitting chatting like I do you know, and with you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have a, a virtual meeting room open the whole time. So people just drop in, drop out. You know, we've got a particular issue here. Let's chat about how we fix it or do, do whatever needs to happen. And so, so you've, you've got this whole virtual team from around the world coming together to, to, to support it. So, yeah, which is, um, yeah, again, you just think, you know, actually it's almost science fiction. It's, it, it, it's pretty amazing. You know, we're sitting on the top of Alpe d'Huez and I'm chatting to some, you know, you know, development team in Johannesburg, and I've got, uh, I've got Albert who's worked with us for, for years, you know, here in here in Melbourne, sitting at sitting at home with his kids asleep in the next room, and <laughs> three you know, a.m. Yeah, Albert, that, that's that's right, you know, and it's 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 pretty amazing, and then you know, obviously, hey, Pete. It's time. It's time to take Albert over for a bit of a look in France. Isn't uh, it? I, poor I, I, poor I, blokes I, in Melbourne still. Yeah, You're sitting it. on the mountain. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's that's right. He's got the raw end of the deal. There's no no question about that. Yeah. Uh, it's just I, I could only imagine and. Like for you yourself, Peter, are you just running on adrenaline for the entire thing? Like you must just be frantic, only a couple of hours sleep a night because you'd have so many layers of things you're thinking of. Yeah. Like yep. there's the day to day, the mechanics of it, but then the bigger picture, you know, obviously you've got broadcast asking for different things. And I can only imagine as you're expanding digital channels and, and digital content offerings, so much demand for creativity, for new thought. Like, it must be frenetic. And even right now, I mean, how much planning is going in for this year's event as we speak now? Oh, well, plan- planning started back in October. Um, yeah. So, 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 because so, yeah. so, so, uh, we, we, we support the tour, but we, we actually support all of ASO's major races. So, so the first one for this season will be Paris Nice, which starts in just over a week's. Um, just over a week's time and, and at different races there's different levels of technology you know the tour is the it's the Rolls Royce it's it's the pinnacle yeah. it gets it gets all the bells and whistles um, and then you know uh, you know the other other races obviously don't necessarily have the same budget uh, and that kind of thing but um, mm-hmm. but yeah so, so we're supporting races from March through to October um, and, and but but yeah there's an ongoing cycle of, of, of new development you know in October we're planning, you know, we, we go over to uh, to Paris and sit down with the ASO team for a couple of days, uh, usually at the time that, that they do the official route launch for the following year's tour. There's a big event that's held in Paris to launch yeah. the next year's Tour de France. So we go over for that and then do a couple of days of workshops with them around, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then really over, you know, November, December, January, you, 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 you're planning that out and getting some of that work beginning. Um, you know, we're, we're now... Yeah, you know, really in the um, yeah final preparations for for supporting the the season, but also building out all the new solutions that we'll deliver 
for this year's um, uh, tour in July and yeah, and, and, and sorting out all the logistics, you know, making sure we've got hotel bookings and flights yeah. and car rentals and, you know, all, all of that, uh, all, all that type of stuff as well. What a bloody project. Amazing. And, and what about, hey, now one of the really special things that you and your team have been able to do is cr to create a digital twin of the event. Can you tell us about that, please? Yeah, so so this really came about um, from from uh, an idea that uh, Jan Lemoneur, he's, he's the CEO of ASO, and and you know uh, a few years ago he's he said you know we should think about you know we we know around the world that there all these you know there's these fantastic new sports stadiums being built with all the technology and uh, and and you know these connected smart stadiums. Um, mm. And Jan sort of said, you know, what if we could imagine the world's largest connected stadium being mm. the Tour de France, the country of France, you know, you know this, <laughs> this idea of this, this moving connected stadium. Um, and, and, you know, what, a, what an amazing kind of vision uh, and, 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 you know, uh, and, and his, his objectives, you know, were, you know, then creating, you know, we, we're creating great, TV experiences, creating, creating great digital experiences for people all around the world. But mm. there's 10 million people who come and watch the Tour de France at the side of the road, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And most of the time they're there for hours and hours. And, and, and you know, how, how do we create great experiences um, for them yeah. um, and, and really, uh, you know, take that to another layer? So so we, we, we sort of, you know, look, again, looked at that problem and the way that, um, uh, you know, what's happening in the technology world and this whole idea of, of digital twins is really about creating a digital replica of mm. what's happening in real life so it's being used a lot in things like oil and gas you know create a digital twin of a, a, a of a um uh, an oil rig you know and in the digital twin you've got all the iot sensors on the oil rig and mm. you know all of that information about what's happening on the rig is created into this digital twin. So maybe I'm sitting here in Melbourne and I can monitor exactly what's happening on an oil rig, you know, the other side of the world. And, 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 yeah. you know, I can, I can respond and, and send signals to, to, to make changes or to, to inform people of, of an issue or, you know, what, what, whatever, whatever it is, or, or, you know, look at ways of optimizing the performance of, of, you know, different components. And so the idea is, well, what if we apply that same concept to a large sporting event like the Tour de France. So at the moment, you know, we, we were already capturing all this information about the riders. And so we, we, we had a, a digital picture, if you like, of, of, of the riders. Well, let's have a look at the, the broader event um, and all the things that are happening around the event. You know, one of the challenges at the Tour de France is, as I said, it picks up and moves every single day. You know? yeah. So one of the challenges, there's no nicely published map of what it all looks like on a given day so yeah. you know i you know we turn up at the race you know ready to work on, on it you know and we go okay we kind of know where the zone technique is going to be because because that's roughly you know but where's where's our truck okay now we've got to connect up to the tv guys well where's their truck because because you know i said 60 70 trucks you know it, it's and, and it's a big area it's a it's just full of cables and it's it's it's, it's a mess and so so just even for us working on it just navigating that kind of environment or for a fan going 
where do I buy merchandise? You know, um, you know, where, where do I find the merchandise um, stand or or go and buy some food or uh, which which roads are closed or how do I get access to the VIP zone? Where, where do I have to scan my accreditation? All of those types of things, um, because it's such a dynamic environment and even though there are some maps planned out ahead of time, um, a lot of those final decisions get made you know, on the morning as the setup happens because oh, there was a truck there was a truck parked there and we couldn't set the fence up where we thought we were going to be able to do or there was some building works or the, the council decided that they were going to you know do some road works on that road or you know it's yeah. this stuff this stuff happens um, right. and, and so so there's all it's, it's a very kind of dynamic um, environment so so the idea was use technology and use you know IOT uh, sensors and instead of just tracking the riders actually we're going to track everything that goes on in the event. So, so you know, put sensors on all the vehicles, all of the, the, the trucks, um, you know, capture information like um, uh, the, the uh, you know, crowd volumes in the VIP areas, um, you know, connect in with uh, accreditation systems. So understand people moving in and moving out of different spaces, uh, weather, um, you know, we've got weather sensors out there, you know, capturing uh, weather information because it's an outdoor event. It's a, it's a big uh, big part of it, and then you know all of the race vehicles um, and and TV vehicles that are out on the course, you know, having visibility of where they are because you know otherwise, really, it's it's radios or, or people talking on mobile, you know, just just calling in to say, oh, we've just gone past this town, um, mm. and so now we have a three D a three D map with the whole you know start village, all of the the course. All of the Finnish village, all of the different, uh, all, all of the different trucks and facilities, um, you know, you know, uh, metrics around, you know, people counting in the VIP spaces, um, and, and you know, th- even to the extent, you know, with our truck, we do things like power usage calculations yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So, so you know, building that all into one view, so that from an operations perspective, you know, instead of you know lots of different pieces of information being managed by different teams, you know, communicating over radio or WhatsApp messages or, or what have you, mm. it's all there. It's all in one screen. Everybody can see what's 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 going on, um, and and so you know they're therefore better able to respond to things, better able to communicate with each other. Everybody's working on the same on the same page. So so that's really that's that that that's that that that's the that's the whole concept, and we're continuing to. To develop that out um, this year, we, you know, as we start Paris Nice, we'll roll out some of that race vehicle tracking solution into uh, some of the early season races as well, which will be more use useful for some of the TV teams in 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 preparing, particularly some of the the getting a handle on what's happening in the race before the TV coverage starts and, and things like that. So, so yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's a great example, I think, of where. And, and this is this is one of the things that we do a lot is where we use a sporting event like the Tour de France to really build out and test out some new emerging technologies that then are going to be applicable to many of our other customers in other industries. And so yeah. that whole idea of being able to get a holistic situational awareness view of everything that's going on you know, then as we talk to people in manufacturing or emergency services um, or building management or, you know, all these, you know, retail, you know, th- these other other industries, they're going, we want to be able to do similar sorts of things. We can go, okay, well, this is what we've done at the Tour de France and, and show them. And they go, 
yeah, actually, if, if I could have that, and you know, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're interested in you know how park how how their parking goes, or you know, we work with yeah. West Yorkshire Police. You know, they they want to you know when they're managing major events and have to coordinate across different jurisdictions. You know, with East Yorkshire Police and uh, and, yeah. and London Police. You know, um, that that then they can all have a common view of where everybody. You know, simple thing. Where where is everybody? <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, get them get them all on. Get get everything on a map. Um, right. and, and so, so yeah, that, um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's been fun sort of, you know, taking that from a, you know, that concept, you know, the world's largest connected stadium, um, and, and, and building it out. And every year we, we, we sort of take it another step. And Pete, how do you come up with it? Like, I know this has been your bread and butter for more than two decades, but like, is it is it you sitting at home or in your office with a piece of paper and a pen going, all right, how do we try and create the architecture to be able to deliver exactly what you've just said? How do you conceptualize it in your mind? And then obviously, how do you go about actually executing? Yeah, well, I'm really, you know, it, it is, it, it, it is, it can't be one person. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it's, it's a group because you, you want to bring in lots of different opinions and lots of different perspectives into into that planning so so the aso you know they they've been running the, you know they they run this event they run the dakar rally they run the paris mm-hmm. marathon they, they they know big events and so so they all they come in and they, they're going well you know actually we tried this on the dakar rally we'd really like to do something like that um you know so, so that they'll bring ideas we, we we look at things like what's going on from a technology landscape perspective you know what are what are some of the new technologies that are emerging or, or trends that are emerging that might be relevant and keeping an eye also on on how those are being applied into the, the sports and media um, space that, um, that 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 might be relevant um, but then we've also done things like um, run hackfest competitions so so you know we, a couple of times we, we've run a couple of these you know inside NTT where we've gone to all of our staff, you know, forty something thousand people around the world. You know, only probably one percent of them are cycling fans, and, and and said, you know, you know, run a competition to create, you know, new ideas for, you know, how to create a great experience for fans by the roadside at the Tour de France, for example, was yeah. was one. And so, and you know, they form teams and actually build out, um, you know, little demos or, um, you know, pitch. Um, you know, pitch these these ideas as a as a video or or, or a demo or, or what have you, and so we've, we've run those kind of ideas, that, those sort of things. And the beauty of that is that you get ideas. You know, I'm probably too close to it. You know, uh-huh. so 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 you know, because because I'm in and amongst it. And, you know, uh, you know, but so so I have my ideas. But but it's it's great to get pe- perspectives from people who are outside, who think about it from a different um, a, a different perspective. And go well, you know. If I was going to the Tour de France, this is what I would want. Um, and uh, and and so you, you get you you build up these these different these different perspectives. And and usually, you know, we're working on a couple of big themes, like I, I spoke about. Yeah, you know, the world's largest connected stadium. That's that's that that's a big theme that we're working on. So so then, you know, really filtering those ideas and going, well, what do we think is going to have you know the biggest impact? What's what's actually achievable so you know there's some great ideas and sometimes you know sometimes they're just, just the technology doesn't exist or practically or logistically it's just not going to be possible at that kind of uh, kind of event 
or you know cost prohibitive or or, or what have you. So so you sort of filter you know those down and 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 work it through together with the ASO team and and you know that's that's you know part of what we do each each October. What worked? What didn't work? What are the new ideas? You know, how do we bring that all in? And we have a roadmap that we maintain a multi-year roadmap of of you know. This is what we're doing this year, but this is what we're planning in the years ahead. Um, and then often, you know, what we'll be doing this year might be running a little experiment over here that nobody ever sees. Mm. Okay, just to try an idea that maybe we're thinking about for next year or the, the the year after. So, so we'll always have a few little science experiments going on on the side. <laughs> All right, well, I want to get a bit of an insight into your roadmap in a sec, if if we can be so bold to ask. But before I do that, I want to ask you about the Tour de France Femme, the program you're running to really promote uh, women's cycling. Uh, can you give us an insight into that, please? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, for, 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 for 2022, I, for me, the, the most exciting thing that happened, you know, at the Tour de France was the Tour de France Femme. Uh, and so, you know, that was the launch of... This new race um, uh, that that uh, that ASO um, you know uh, uh, created, um, mm. and um, and you know really it's it's something that women's cycling has has needed um, for for a long time. You know, uh, like like in many other sports, you know, uh, the women's side of the sport has has not had the same money and promotion mm. and visibility as 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 the men's, and you know, and and we've got a we've got to do better um and and so the reality is the tour de france is the biggest brand in cycling yeah you know, everybody knows the tour de france you know there's probably no other race that you know if you're not a cycling fan that you know about okay so you know if, if you're going to be in it you've got to be there with the tour de france um and so to have the tour de france femme um uh really changes the game in terms of the visibility of of women's cycling because you've got the world's biggest cycling brand uh you know uh, now promoting uh, a premier women's event putting proper money behind it um creating you know proper high-end tv broadcast and from our side you know we we said well this this is something we're we're 100 in on um you know ourselves and some of the other partners and and you know Swift uh, have been a key driver behind making that happen. So it's you know the uh, Le Tour de France Femme avec Swift. They're the uh, they're the naming rights um, uh, partner, um, and they've been a key driving factor. And so it's interesting. You know, a lot of these sort of technology companies are you know really wanting to 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 drive um, you know the the, uh, the 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 women's sport um, forward. And so so we've been really focused on saying we we want to take everything that we've learned and done at the Tour de France and make sure that then the Tour de France Femme is this amazing event from a digital perspective. I and mean, we can't control this, you know, we can't control the race or, or, or those kinds of things. Yeah. But but you know, this is our patch, you know, digital and technology. Let's make sure this is the the number one, you know, uh, it, it's it's better than you know any other, you know, it and the Tour de France are, are, are like, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're exactly equal in terms of what we're doing. And, and yeah, we achieved that um, last year. And, and I, I've got to say, I'm, you know, we, we, I, I handed over for the, for, for, for the Tour de France Femme to a uh, um, uh, lady named Michelle, who was our, uh, who, who led our team 
for the for the for the fem, um, and uh, and Michelle and the team, you know, just did an amazing job to to drive that. I had the opportunity to to be there through the through the race, but I've got to say, like, just being there for that really historic race and watching the 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 passion and the emotion and the you know um, you know I get actually get a bit emotional talking about it. You know, like yeah. like just 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 seeing this this historical moment um, that you know we all hope will sort of take that sport to to you know to a, to another plane another level in terms of visibility and and therefore um you know uh, money and and all the things that need to help it to grow and and be a, a successful uh, successful sport and to provide opportunities for for women in the sport to make a profession of it um you know, you know being part of it and being there on the ground was just it was, it was it was cool and it was a great event. It was a great race. And yeah. you could just have this sense of, hey, this is something special. This is this is cool. That's brilliant, Peter. And and congratulations to um, you know, Michelle, the whole team, yourself and, and all of NTT. Because clearly your heart's in it big time. You know, just listening to you talk about it. And I think that's gonna be a big part of it. Yeah. You know, people genuinely commit their their energy, their spirit, their being to to make it. At, as you say, at that same level as as the t- to the tour that's been running forever and a day, um, that's a really really brilliant, mate. Uh, so well done to to all of you. Um, and in terms of oh yeah, so the, the roadmap, right? So don't yeah. no trade secrets, nothing you can't say. But please feel free. Any exclusives would be great. But like. What what do you want to do this year, or what what is going to be something that's that's front and center that we're all going to see anyway for this year? And then what are some things perhaps you're working on in the background for following years, if you can reveal anything? Yeah, yeah. So so I you know I think you know, I already alluded to there's you know some things in the background that that maybe you might not see but actually make a difference um, in terms of what you do see. So so as I spoke about earlier, taking some of those things that we've done with the digital twin at the Tour de France this year and applying it to many of these other um, races. And so the, the end result of that will be that um, there's going to be better information for fans who are following those races, particularly for the periods of time before the TV coverage starts. So for, for many cycling events, it's a five-hour race, um, yeah. um, but, but the TV coverage is just the last two hours. Um, and so, you know, if you're a fan and you're following it on the digital platform, you, you get some, you know, some fairly basic information for the for the first three hours until the TV coverage comes comes on and and, and you know all the signals are in place etc. So so you know we're doing some things you know um, you know using some of the tracking technology and the um, and the digital twin technology to basically provide better real time data into the digital platforms for those early parts of those those races. So you know it's it's not a really obvious thing necessarily, but but it, but it's it's about you know just Taking some of those things that, that we've learnt and 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 broadening their their usage, but I think the, um, the the bigger things you know on the digital side is continuing to grow um, uh, things like the um, uh, the fantasy league. Um, yeah. you know, so fantasy sports, um, you know, we know you know across across sports is a you know, it's a massive uh, it's a massive area and it's it's where people can get involved. 
um, in the sport at, a, at kind of a different level. And, you know, people can take it incredibly, incredibly seriously. Uh, you know, there's, there's always a bit of a, there's always a bit of competition within our little minivan around, uh, you know, who, 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 who'd you pick today? Um, yeah. But, um, but, but um, yeah, we've been working around that. You know, we, we've, you know, built out, you know, AI models and, and machine learning models to make predictions and to tell people about riders and and all of those kinds of things. And so, you know, we uh, you know um, uh, you know really working on continuing to develop that fantasy league, but then integrate that more into the broader digital experience. So you can then go into um, uh, race center, which is where the, the all the tracking and stuff is. And you know, if 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 you're lo- logged in with your club Tour de France login. Your, your Tour de France fantasy team will be all automatically selected as your favourites, and so when you're following the race, it'll you know you can see exactly where your favourites are and 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 how they're tracking um, live throughout the throughout the race. So we're doing some stuff like that, and, and things like in the um, in the time trials. And time trials are a key place where the race gets decided. It's it's one of the key. Uh, key types of stages that um, that can uh, that, that you can make a time difference, and uh, and so you know we we we've built out the models to give us you know live time, virtual gaps uh, for every rider. So occasionally we you know we've we've been able to see that on TV occasionally, um, and 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 shown that for this you know particular selected riders. But now now we'll, uh, we're we're working on getting that in for every single rider. Throughout the uh, the race, so you'll be able to follow live, you know that um, you know that that gap's increasing and uh, or, or decreasing, you know uh, live as it as it's happening, calculating these these virtual uh, virtual gaps. And so, yes, every year there's there's these new kind of um, new new features, and and you know we're continuing to work on things like our data storytelling. We have a we have a team that we call the Latour Data Team, um, and 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 they are. You know, and if you're not following Latour Data on Twitter, get get on it. Um, there's, uh, you know, uh, these guys, you know, uh, they they spend the whole race, you know, just monitoring everything that's going on and putting out little, you know, snippets of information about, you know, who was the fastest up that climb, how how much, you know, how much faster was the breakaway than the peloton, you know, what what sort of effort does it take to be in that three man breakaway group versus the effort that uh, that the guys in the peloton are, are making. Um, or you know when that rider crashed, he was doing fifty-four kilometers an hour. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, or you know these are the these are the favourites, or this is what the our machine learning prediction is making in terms of whether that breakaway is going to get caught or not. And so they're they're publishing out all these little snippets of information, yeah. you know, throughout the the, the race, or, or showing you know where the race was won, where were the key moments that actually made you know made the decisive uh, impact. And so some of that information gets used on TV broadcast. Uh, and then we, we we publish that out on on Twitter. So we're always working on what are those new stories, and we've just been working with um, the uh, you know, Ant McCrossan, who's one of the key commentators um, at the tour, and you know he just did a Twitter survey of his all his followers of you know what what would you love to see? What's what's the information? And you kind of take all that stuff in. You go, you know, well, what are the things that we can we can do? What 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 can we tweak to um, you know just you know to to make it easier. And more engaging for people to understand what's what's happening in this 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 amazing event because you know there's there's a small proportion of us who live and breathe it and and, and not you know can, can you know watch it and know exactly but but for somebody who's coming to it maybe it's the only race that they watch in a the year then mm-hmm. you you, you want to help them to to understand uh, 
uh, understand the strategies. You know, why would that rider be doing that, or why is that important? Or right. you know, uh, so so yeah, it's um, you know, there's 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 always that continual evolution. Yeah, and and so on Twitter, the handle was at Latour Data. At Latour Data. Yeah, all, right. all, all, all one word. Yep. Yeah. So check 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 it out. The guys do a the guys do a great uh, a great job. Now, I mean, as I say, you know, you've been a leader in sports tech, sports data throughout really the time that sports data, sports tech's been a thing. Um, and, you know, when you look ahead, sort of forecasting, what do you see as being, I don't know, I've got to let you go soon. Uh, we've probably got a Zoom or something with Paris in a minute, so I, I, I'm conscious of time. But what do you see as the next sort of trend that perhaps... Yeah, the everyday person's not seeing, but you, because you've been involved so intimately for so long since the beginning, really. What are you seeing as the next big trend in data in sports tech? Yeah, look, it's 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 a it's a really it's a difficult question. In many ways, the the closer you are to it, the in in some ways mm. you 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 kind of see so many different, um, uh, you know, so, so many different uh, things. But, but you know, I, I kind of boil it down to some really simple things. We're capturing more and more data. You know, every every one of us, if we're wearing an Apple Watch or a Garmin watch or, you know, we're riding a, you know, the, the bike I ride is completely, you know, it measures everything. Um, and, 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 and you know, now all the e-bikes that, that, you know, are out on the street also, you know, they're all doing the same and they're measuring even more. But, you know, we're measuring, we're measuring more and more things. Um, our system's abilities to do useful things with that information just continues to to evolve and you know we're seeing the rapid you know transformation of what's happening in the ai um space and you know I, there's, there's none of it you know even, even my, my wife who has no interest in technology is going what's this chat gpt thing uh, <laughs> uh, and, and and you know so so, so you, what we're what we're seeing is it is you know that style of, you know those that ai technology is moving ahead um uh ahead so so quickly so we've got more data we've got greater capability to to continue to um uh to to analyze that and then i think the big challenge is is actually how do you package that into things that are really useful um and that um that 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 you know help us to connect all of those um all, all of those those dots so so for me it's going to be more about you know, um, bringing all those things together, but but creating products that actually you know connect um, all of those those different um, uh, pieces of, of tissue together. So if I'm an event organizer, you know, we're talking sports. If I'm an event organizer, at the moment I've got you know so many um, little pieces of, of of what I'm doing, and 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 often you know they're they're very they're very siloed, and they kind of live in their own their, their own worlds. Um, and so, you know, I think you know we'll we'll see things move towards you know a much more you know a, a much more holistic picture, a much more integrated picture of, of of things that are occurring within the within the race. And and as fans, I think that'll be you know more around you know much more integrated digital experiences. You know, so so it might be you know that, that I have this experience on mobile or this in social, and then there's this over here, and then there's another app over here. Um, you know 
can you know seeing those things um seeing those things uh, much more connected and and as you know I'm, you know we've all got you know we all hear about things like metaverse and and, and, and all, all of that type of thing and whether you know I, like i think with that you know whether you whether you 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 know go in for the full hype around metaverse or not there are some fundamental fundamental technology you know changes and capabilities that are being developed that you know are taking us in that direction you know the our devices are improving in their capability. They're, you know, uh, you know, reading stuff around eye tracking and, uh, uh, you know, the other other day and, and the way that that might change the way we interact with computers and and, and our phones or we maybe probably won't be using our phones. And so, so yeah. you know, our device ecosystem will will continue to change and evolve. So, so whether we we kind of buy into the 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 whole we'll be living in the metaverse thing, which uh, I'm. Yeah, you know, I, I like being outdoors, so I kind of struggle a little bit with with, with the duality of that. Um, but um, but but there's no denying that you know those fundamental technology um, trends are are, are underway. Um, and I look at the way that you know the way I sort of pick technology trends. I'm watching what my kids are doing, my teenagers, um, and and the way that they're interacting with with with, with technology and going, well, how, yeah. you know, how are we building the the, the workspace for for them? You know, uh, you, know, you know, what what what's their workspace in ten years going to look like? You know, mm-hmm. make make ours. You know, my, my, mine's amazing compared to what my dad had, but uh, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you look at what they're going to have, and they're going to, you know. What, what what do you mean you had a separate screen thing to you know computer <laughs> thing on your desk? What what's yeah. that? You know, uh, you know. So 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 I, I very much think about it in terms of these the, these big trends, and then then how how do we you know take pieces of that and start applying it um, in in the current environment and experimenting and learning and figuring out you know what works, what doesn't work, what do we have to wait another five years for maybe that technology to develop further. To, uh, to allow us to take that next step. And, hey, just last one before we go. Uh, you involved with ASTN now. Can you tell us a bit about that and uh, why you've uh, jumped on board? Yeah, yeah. So, so I've been, uh, I guess, you know, involved um, with the ASTN for the, the last uh, number of years, really actually since I became aware it existed. Um, and, and, and for me, you know, I, I, I don't do a huge amount of work inside Australia. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of the work and a lot of the projects we're doing are, are all over the world, um, and so it's it's really great to come home and connect with other people in the industry who are working in the same kind of problem spaces, and 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 you know, and, and, it's, and it's so cool just looking at you know some of the the smaller companies, you know, startup businesses and stuff that that that, that are here in Australia. Um, and, and some of the, the ideas and the concepts that they're, they're coming up with. I mean, we're, we're always, you know, we're a big company. That gives us, you know, some, some, some advantages in things that we can do, but it also means sometimes it's hard for us to do, you know, to, 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 to do new things. Um, and, and, and sometimes, you know, and, and often, you know, we'll, we'll then look at, you know, there's, you know, niche companies who are really focusing in on an area that maybe we can partner with or work with to help us, uh, to deliver, you know, certain, um, you know, certain solutions or, or bring out new ideas, and so, so you know, it's 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 really refreshing for me. I, I just love spending time with people who are who, who are breaking new ground and 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 building things out. And, you know, and I think it's I think it's exciting to see Australia. You know, I said at the start, you know, earlier, 
know, the advantage I think Australians have working globally um, is is that people, most people like Australians, you know, and so so I think it's exciting to to have this idea of you know we're creating the sports tech industry uh, in Australia uh, and and growing that because I th- I think it's got legs, you know, we're we're, we're world renowned in in sports, we are. Mm-hmm. Early adopters, you know, the, the, the way we go about it, things like sports science and stuff like that in Australia is, is, is a long way ahead of, you know, a lot of, a lot of countries are very traditional in the way that they do things. And I think in Australia we can, we can adopt things uh, a bit more nimbly often. Um, and we're very pragmatic people. Um, you know, just get it done. You know, let's figure out how to make it happen. Um, and, and so, so I think that, um, you know, that, you know, that idea of being able to create this this really um, uh, vibrant sports tech industry in Australia that, that grows and is able to influence um, and, and play a significant role globally and as a, as, as a key exporter for for Australia is is really exciting and so so I like being part of that I like um, being able to interact and learn from from from, from the from, from the people I've I've got a lot out of. You know, some of the, um, the, the the workshops and things that, uh, that that have been run, some of the guest speakers that uh, the ASTN have brought to Australia um, have, have been, you know, for, for me personally, I've, I've, I've learned a lot. So, uh, so yeah, I, you know, kudos to the uh, kudos to the team. It's it, it, it's a great thing to have. Well, mate, you throwing your weight behind ASTN, I think, is a huge asset for Australian sports tech. As, as an industry because you, you've been a leader in this from day one. You've been there and you've excelled on the world stage. So I think even, you know, if there's a small startup that you partner with, you can only imagine how much self-confidence that would give that startup, the fact they've got Pete Gray and NTT behind them. I think, I think it's great. So good on you for giving back to the to the ecosystem because, yeah, I mean, you're, you're global. So the fact you're coming home and doing a bit here is really cool too. So that's um, very much appreciated. And thank you for your time. I've, I've run a bit long. I appreciate you being so generous with your time, my friend. It's just a fascinating story. So thank you very much. We'll have to have you come back uh, in future as well. Thanks very much pete no worries lucky cheers mate you've been listening to sports cutting edge for the australian sports technologies network for more jump online at astn.com.au